there. Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I am really, 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 like, warmly thrilled about this week's topic. I, I called it, let me look at what I called it, how to not judge yourself even when you're fatter. <laughs> so I am about, sorry, I'm going to get my microphone plugged in here as well. I am about to launch, or I've just launched, 10 weeks to change with your body. Hi. And hey, for those of you that can see me on Facebook that I bought yesterday because my body asked to go shopping for clothes. And this is the first shirt that we saw. And it is this phenomenal, like the sleeves do this like crazy beautiful flare and it's silk and it's this like goldy green color. And I have really been demanding of myself um, that I listen to my body. And this has been a really, really, really different, um, hi Chrissy, <laughs> hi you guys. This has been a really, really different um, I don't know, a whole conversation with my body that I've just never had before. And um, so I, I want to, I want, oh, sorry, hold on. Okay, <laughs> I have too many things going on on my device at the same time. <laughs> See, right, Eva, I had to buy this. So I just did, a, I just did a, a, a video earlier today and I was talking about this and I said that I would wear it, but like it's, and it's just so much more beautiful in real life. I, but I want to, I want to talk through this whole thing of like, how do you, what are the tools that you use to start having a really different conversation with your body? Like the thing that, like the thing that we're taught to do when your body changes or when you gain weight or when you become a different shape is, is to judge it like that. That is literally the only thing that I knew to do. And then if you didn't want to just sit and feel shitty about yourself all the time, the thing to do was to go work out and to change the way you're eating. And if any of you live in the world that we're in right now and you have a body currently, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with all the diets and all the, I mean, it's, it's constant, right? Like we are, even in my Facebook feed, you know, I've got every other post is an advertisement for this workout app or that yoga gym thing or that way, you know, like it's, it's everywhere. And, um, and I come from a background, well, I come from a background of not moving at all. So my mom really didn't exercise at all. We weren't a sports family. We were a music family. So sports for me and movement for me weren't one of those things that was just, you know, I didn't grow up with that. My sisters chose it. So they are naturally a little more active than I am, but I really stayed inside most of the time and read books and whatever. And then I got into my teen years and my sister started working out a lot. And so I kind of got into that because she did and blah, blah, blah. And then I got older. And I remember when I was, I was in my second marriage and I was about 30 something, 35, 34, something like that. And I was rounder than I'd ever been because I, hey, hi, Helen. Um, you know, I started eating this way of eating that I'd never eaten before because he and I were married and we were living with his family and they ate a very different diet. And so I just succumbed and I did it. And um, prior to that, I'd been a vegetarian and I'd done a lot of clean eating and all this. So anyway, I had I have had so much experience, like I've just had so many varieties of experience with eating. But the one thing that never changed throughout the whole thing, it didn't matter what I weighed or what weight I was at, if I was thinner or bigger, um, my approval of me or my value of me had to do with the weight that I was. That was 
inextricably linked. Like, I didn't even know how to unlink that. I would hear things about, you know, having self-worth no matter what you weigh. And my second husband made a big point of like saying, you know, I don't care if you get as big as a house, I'll just part the waters and I'll come right in, right? Like he made all kinds of jokes about, you know, you're beautiful to me just as you are. And so all of that was supposed to make me feel better. But it didn't do anything to change the inner landscape. And I thought, especially when I had gained some weight before, that, you know, making some different choices on the outside would change the inner landscape because here I was, I'd gained more weight now with second husband and eating weird. And um, so I start, I joined a boot camp and I got really active in this, you know, high intensity boot camp, which made me feel really good about myself because I was working really hard. And um, I changed some of the way I was eating and I got some different results and I just generally felt better about myself. But that inner... Mm, still like nothing was touching that and then access consciousness so I'm sort of skipping around my story because there was a few years in between there but then enter access consciousness where my first access consciousness class I was introduced to these tools that actually changed emotional things for me that nothing else had touched I mean literally like I'd spent years with other practitioners doing other stuff then we'd gotten some change, but with these access tools, I was coming away from these classes like so different I couldn't even define myself. And that change was sticking, you know what I mean? Like it didn't revert. So, but in the beginning with my body, one of the things we talk about in foundation and in access consciousness <laughs> is like your body. Like you have a, guess what? You have a body. Did you know that you have a body? Did you know that you aren't your body? Did you know that you are an infinite being? And if you aren't sure about that, I want you to close your eyes and go try to find the outside edges of you beyond your body and see if you can find any edges. No edges to an infinite being, which means your body's inside your being, which means you have something to steward here, I thought, was my one opinion. I have something I need to take care of, right? Like a kid, like a dog. Totally negating the contribution that my body is to me. I didn't even know what that phrase meant. Contribute, what the fuck is contribution, right? And so as I, as I went through these access classes and the, the, the conversation around body and contribution and being aware and all, you know, expanded and expanded and expanded to the point where it actually, I came back to the basics that we learned at the beginning, which is your body has awareness. Um, it's a sensory organ. It picks up on everything, same way as you do the being. It has healing capacities that you never acknowledge. And so it goes to healing people and things without your permission unless you start to acknowledge that there's a capacity there and you you actually begin functioning from conscious choice and healing like it, it has all of these amazing capacities and it isn't there just to look good or not look good which actually relates to sex which actually relates to relationship like you know the primary function of my body is not just to get laid apparently which is weird that was a weird concept for me for quite some time i'm like now I, got, I, I have this face on this body and you're telling me that this primary function is not just to have sex? Like, what? You know. <laughs> None of that was conscious. None of that had words. It was just the way I was functioning in the world of like, I have to make this thing look a certain way so that I can attract the right person so that I can create the future that I've decided I need to have. And so that I become so, so that I'm so socially acceptable because it's completely socially unacceptable to be anything other than this one thing that I've decided this body has to be. So, I mean, the number of points of view that I had 
about body shape and about body size and about body activity was, I can't even, I wouldn't even be able to count them. I would literally have to like journal them for days and then publish it for you to even get a sense of it. But you might be able to relate to this. And one of the big truths of the world, the universe, is that your point of view creates your reality. Your point of view about anything creates your reality. And when you judge something, positively or negatively, you stick it in place and you create more of it. So let's take fat as an example. And I know some of you have heard this, but like if you have a judgment about fat and every single time you look at yourself, you look at the fat that of course you have because bodies have fat unless you're completely anorexic and even, and even then you still think you have fat. Um, if you look at and see fat and you judge that fat, you, your body actually creates more of it. Now, I can't explain to you the A-B linear path of that. Like, I don't get the linear, I can't compute that fact. But that's what occurs. Thank you, Sandra. <laughs> so, so here I am, and, and let me tell you my morning routine. It, I had one routine when it came to money, and I had another routine when it came to my body. So here was my basic morning prior to about like, I don't know, six or eight or whatever months ago. I'd wake up, the first thing that would probably go on my mind is like, wow, I don't have enough money today. Not cognitively, like not in those words, but the first thing my mind would do was go to my bank account and the numbers in my bank account and you know everything I didn't have. The second thing I would do after I went pee, I'd walk to the bathroom, I'd go pee. The first thing I would do when I walk into the bathroom and go pee was I'd look at myself. And you know how when you're like, you're first walking in and you're probably, I'm always naked when I walk into the bathroom and the first thing in the morning. So, you know, you're walking towards the toilet, which is over here and the mirror is here. So, you know, I'm walking and I look to, to the side view. And checking out my side view was always very important because that meant I had a flat stomach. Well, it never meant I had a flat stomach, but I always had to check in the morning to make sure that I did have a flat stomach so that I could leave the mirror and know that I was socially okay for the day. Even though later in the day, of course, my stomach pooched out because of what I was eating or because I was not sucking it in or whatever, that didn't matter. As long as first thing in the morning I could confirm that I was socially acceptable, you know, my day was all right. Then you pee and then you leave the bathroom and you start doing whatever it is you need to do to make yourself even more socially acceptable. Every single thing that I did, my routine with money and my body was exactly the same. It was, how can I judge you the most today? Now, I was functioning from the point of view that if, that the only way to keep myself in check was to judge myself. That was my underlying point of view, one of them anyway. And what you want to start to look at with everywhere you're functioning with something, if you're really desiring a total change, like a total shift in the way you're being with something like your body, is you want to start to look at and acknowledge your underlying points of view. Because those are what create those are what are creating your reality. So like if if the first thing that you do in the morning is judge yourself, how do you think like, what's the rest of that day going to be like, right? Like, it's like, that's your thing. That's like what you do. So one of the tools that I gave myself when I started realizing that this is what I was doing, I peed before because my belly would be smaller after. <laughs> that's awesome. So, <coughs> so one of the things I literally started doing every morning, because I, when I started asking to see 
everywhere I was functioning from because I didn't, I was sort of getting tired of like surface fixes. You know, it's like, sure, I could start eating clean. Sure, I could start going to the gym, but I was kind of bored with those solutions because they never ever changed the way I was on the inside. It only ever changed like the activities I was choosing on the outside. And I was really demanding that something change from the inside out. And that was my way of doing it. So I started asking for like, hey, like show me where I'm functioning from. So literally in the morning, what I would start, what I started to do was I literally for every place that my eyes landed on, I started going interesting point of view. I have that point of view, interesting point of view. I have that point of view about my thighs, interesting point of view. I have about my belly, interesting point of view. I have about my, I don't know, my wrists, interesting point of view. I love this part of my body. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. I love how skinny my wrists are. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. I do love my face. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. See, this part of my body is acceptable. This part of my body is acceptable. This is okay. Everything else really needs to change. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. And I literally did that every single morning and every single night, every single time I saw myself in the mirror naked to start to change. Now what, it's kind of a weird thing. Like if you're new to this stuff, what it does is it takes your point of view and it interrupts the pattern, number one. And number two, it actually changes the energy of the judgment. Because once you've like judged, like you look at your ass and you're like, fuck, right? Whatever's in that, fuck, so big, right? Or your belly, if you've had a baby, Ugh, I hate that the skin flaps like that, right? So there's an energy there. Have you guys noticed? It's like not incredibly light either. It's not like this light fairy fairy energy. It's like, you know, death, death to rolls, right? I don't look at myself naked. Okay, cool. Maybe something you could play with. Um, what have you decided you'll find? What have you decided you'll shock yourself with? What have you decided is going to be so bad when you take off your clothes, then so bad that you'll never let anybody else see it either? Um, so where was I going with that? Oh, so interesting point of view. So it takes this like really, really heavy, intense, like knife in the belly judgment. And it goes, that's an interesting point of view. And all of a sudden this thing's like, huh? But I was knifing you in the belly. Interesting point of view. You have that point of view. And it starts to dissipate this knife in the belly judgment that you just inflicted on yourself. And it takes a choice, I'll tell you, because it's really, really familiar to, to knife yourself all over your body with judgments. Like, it's familiar. It's what we're taught to do. It's what you have intense amounts of practice at. You are very good at this. But if you want to change it, you've got to start choosing to become very, very good at diffusing where you instantly reject yourself all the time, especially with your body. And, and I, that is really the bigger conversation here around our body is like, how much do we use what we've decided is horrible about our bodies as a way to completely reject ourselves 100% of the time? How much do you do that? Is that something that you want to continue to choose? Which is cool to look at because it's like, okay, so if judgment of my body is a choice, then so is loving my body or enjoying my body or you know and and that's where this got to for me and I'm sort of skipping around the time frame but I was sitting in a COP in Charleston a ch uh, access class in Charleston and it was about I guess about a month ago and somebody was asking a body question I think and I was sitting I was a stream host so I'm like front and center and I had just bought this really cute shorter red dress so I didn't blend 
And one of the reasons that I hadn't ever bought short dresses was because I have points of view about my legs and I've gained some weight. So my belly is more ample than it was before. And when I sit down, it pooches some. And that was always a big pet peeve of mine for myself of like, I don't want a pooching belly, right? Like that's, you just can't. So I have to constantly stand up or, or die. You know? <laughs> anyway, but I, I, I changed my point of view enough that my body had asked, my body loved this red dress. And I was like, okay. And I had points of view, but my arms, like they're not, I mean, I have points of view. And what I did was I chose to get over them and I bought this dress. I just chose, I was like, okay, so would I be willing to not have a point of view and just buy this dress anyway? So I did. And I'm sitting there in the middle of class, really visible. I've got a really visible role. I'm in red. And somebody asked a body question and it was about roles or something. And I, I looked down at my body and I, I could feel my hands gravitating to my belly rolls. And I was just like, I actually think I love these roles. And it was the first time ever that I was finally able to acknowledge, like, I created these by what I was choosing, and I actually like them. Like, I like, I'm actually enjoying having way more roles than I've ever had before. And there was something that was so freeing in that moment. There was this, like, I don't even know, like this birdcage that popped open, and I was just like, I love this body that I've created. And it's rollier and it's fatter and it's like, you know, softer than any body I've had before. But I'm like really enjoying being in it right now. And, and it was in that moment that I was, I just, there was a moment of freedom in that that I can't hardly articulate that gave me, that gave me the freedom to choose something else if I wanted to. And it was after that class when I finally acknowledged that this was working for me, that I loved being in it, that I loved my roles, that I actually looked at what I wanted to choose. And I was like, yeah, and I wonder what my body is actually capable of that I've never considered. It is asking to move more. It does like to be more space. And I do fill it with food more than, you know, I need to. Like, I don't listen to the, you know, Gary says, I uh, use food as a homeopathic. Like, basically, when it stops tasting orgasmic, stop eating. And that was the other thing he joked about in the COP. He's like, have you ever heard of this thing called stop eating? You know, he's like, people keep just talking about how they're gaining weight. And he's like, have you ever heard of this thing called stop eating? And then I remember so many times where I put myself at the effect of the food in front of me, like, but I can't, it's so yummy. I, but I paid for this food, you know, I paid $50 for that steak. You're telling me to stop after three bites? Are you fucking crazy? I paid 50 bucks. Do you know how many times I've spent 50 bucks on something that I like never used again or even never even looked at again or, or a fucking Uber ride, right? Like for some reason, the fact that I spent it on food makes it very, very significant. And, um... I was like, gosh, what if I stopped eating? Like, you know, not completely, but like, what if? What would actually change? What would I have to be willing to face that I haven't been willing to face? What am I covering up with the eating I'm choosing? What if I allowed my body to be as much space as it actually wants to be? What if there's always another meal? What if this isn't my last meal ever, which is sort of how I function with food, right? Like. What if I could always give myself that choice of like, hey, have three bites of this. And if you want three bites of something else later, we will go out again. I will go out as many times as you want to today to have the three bites of whatever you want. And I will create the money to make that possible for you. 
that's a different reality. And that's really what I'm interested in with this whole body conversation personally. You know, are, are we going to lose weight intent? Sure. Yes. If you change the way, if you change what you're putting in your mouth, if you change what you're doing with food, if you change the way you're moving, your body's going to change and it's going to get to, you're going to get to be surprised by like, you know, what that is and how that shows up for you. And what I'm personally really interested in is like, is, is the bigger conversation of like, you know, what, God, what am I capable of? What's my body capable of? What, what's my body actually aware of? What, what is this? Why did I choose this? Right? Like, for what reason did I choose to come to a planet with a body? I could have not had a body. I could have been disembodied. I could have taken over somebody else's body temporarily and then took taken off, right? Like, I chose this. For what reason did I choose to come to this planet in this body? I chose this body. What, what is the gift of this body that I've never considered? Like, and what's the conversation beyond, like, beyond losing weight and being fit? For why am I choosing that? Like, why would you choose to lose weight and be fit? What are, what are your motivations for that? And is it about that or is the conversation something else that's actually more interesting to you, right? Like, yeah, so, so, <laughs> I think that's all I have to say about that, insane. Um, <laughs> so if all you ever do is listen to this show, if this is the only thing you ever listen to on body and, and you want to get out of judgment of you, the first thing I would do is interesting point of view, I have this point of view, and actually get naked. Like, look at yourself naked. Um, the second thing, God, what is the second thing? What would it be like to invite other people in to your world and invite their point of view on your body into your world? So I have this man in my life right now who loves my body, like loves it, is like, um, loves it, doesn't want it to change, like, <laughs> and me being able to receive his point of view about my body has really changed the way I look at my body. So like, he'll tell me like over and over, oh my God, I just love your body, you know, like in all these different ways. And one of the things I was playing with is like going into the mirror and looking and going, looking through his eyes, going, what does he see when he sees my body? Like, I know I'm seeing all the judgments from the mirror and you can also destroy and uncreate the judgments in the mirror, by the way, because judgments get projected at surfaces and stick, and that's all you see, by the way, another tool. I'm seeing this. What does he see? Like, what is it? And you can do this with your friends, too. Like, what do you see when... I was realizing I have all these people around the world that seem to like me. They seem to like hugging me. They seem to not get disgusted when I walk into a room. So there must be something about me that's not gross right? Like they're, I don't think these roles are as offensive as I'm making them in my head, you know? So how much am I using that to reject me? A lot. So what do they see when they look at me? That's another tool that you can use. Like how do other people see me that I'm not acknowledging? Man, one of the other things that I did that was, sounds a little weird, but Every time I went into a public place, like a public um, shower or I don't even know, I've been into some Korean spas or if I'd go into a trip where there was more nakedness than not, I would start really looking at the body. I would look at all the bodies. Thank you, Sandra. <laughs> um, and I, I was really like, I was actually kind of stunned that I didn't have a point of view about any of them. In fact, I was like, oh my God, that body's beautiful and that body's beautiful and that body's beautiful and that... 
mine was the only body that wasn't beautiful to me. And that's when I started going, what is my point of view here that I'm not acknowledging? And then the fourth thing, maybe this is the sixth, I don't even know. After I started looking at everybody else's bodies and I was like, I don't have a point of view about any of these bodies. I don't have a point of view about their fat or their shape or their, so for what reason would I do that to me? I started going, okay, so what does judging me constantly give me when it comes to my body? And you know what it did? I, I didn't have to go outside the house. I didn't have to strut and be all of me like I do when I'm wearing things that make me feel sexy. Like if I was wearing a bikini, I could sort of hide it and hide me and not be that sexual energy that I actually am. I could tamp all that down. And so I started was like, okay, so what if I didn't? What if I actually put on that bikini with rolls, with everything that I've decided, you know, is absolutely wrong about me and I actually strutted around in a way that made me happy. You know, I actually pretended like, um, pretended like I loved myself. What if I did that? So I started inviting myself on different choices. I'm like, okay, so I don't want to wear that dress because blah, 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 blah. What if I did? What if I actually celebrated everything that I've decided is so wrong about me? And that, it just started to change things for me. It started to give me a different paradigm to function in. It started inviting me out of this really ingrained way of judging, 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 choosing, judging, choosing, ju into like, wait a minute, Pfft, other. Huh. Pfft, other. Huh. Like, what other, and, and really the words to that are like, what other choices here do I have with this that I haven't considered? And, and then there's the whole piece about having the conversation with your body, which has taken me probably four years to even get a sense of. What does that mean? How do you talk to your body? How do you listen to it? What is it saying? Like, do, do you speak body? I don't speak body, right? Like, how do you ask your body what clothes it wants to wear? How do you start finding out what you actually want to eat and how you want to move? What is that? And how do you practice that? And what are the questions you ask? And so all of that stuff is actually stuff that I don't even have time to get into right now, but it, you can start with just simple ones like, hey body, what would you eat? What, would, what do you wanna eat? If you could eat anything, what would it be? Body, what do you wanna wear? Like if you could go to any store, where would you go? And you always know, this is the thing about you, you and your body always know. And if you become willing to start to actually listen and start to know, it, that's gonna transform your entire life. Because guess who needs money to enjoy this reality? Your body. Guess who has a point of view about how much money you create? Well, your body doesn't have a point of view, but it definitely has a preference. Because if your preference, if your body's preference is for finer clothes, finer fabrics, um, nicer cars, nicer hotels, um, high-end shoes, guess who needs to step up and be more of them to create the life that your body desires? You do! <laughs> guess who's not been wanting to step up and create the life your body desires? You are me, right? So what would it add to your life to actually listen to your body? What would it add to your life? What would you have to be willing to be? What would you have to be willing to be confronted with? What choices do you actually have available to you um, based on what your body desires that you've never ever considered? And how much greater could your life be if you actually included your body in the preferences of your life? You know, if your body has a point of view about flying first class and you've been like squashing it into economy because money, guess who's got a point of view about that? Preference, your body. What would change if you actually listened to your body and went, okay, body, so what would it take to generate that money every time I fly, which for me is like 15 times a year, <laughs> right? How 
much more would I have to step up if I were actually willing to listen to my body? Times a godzillion. Gosh, that sounds awful. Having a greater life because my body wants to fly first class. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I don't think I'll choose that. So, so this adventure, so this body thing is more than a body thing. It's the creation of your life. It's the enjoyment of your life. It's the thrill of being alive. It's the adventure of living. Like there's way more to it. And you can just start with interesting point of view. I have this point of view because that starts to shred the layers of judgment that are keeping all this other greatness like down here somewhere in your solar plexus or maybe even further down near your pelvic region. Yeah, you thought those were cramps, but those ain't cramps. That's your greatness stuck in your uterus. <laughs> and if you don't have a uterus, it's stuck somewhere else. I don't know. So anyway, thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that contributed. Um, if you loved it, give it a share and check out the change with your body. And otherwise, I will see you guys next week.